1: Ty's got
4: good hair. Chuck, you know Arkansas fans don't overreact to any news, (laughs) way, shape, or form like Rick did who just said Luke has and Andrew Armstrong have just become All-Americans as of next year. You know we don't react to anything. Overdo it here.
1: No, Uh, no one overreacts. No, you're right about that.
4: I said, as we started the show, I never thought in a million years this would happen. Uh, I don't know how you feel this morning, but I am still amazed that as we sit here on a Watch Your Beef Wednesday, November the 29th, that Bobby Petrino, unless something crazy happens, is your offensive coordinator next season. All right. So you're amazed and surprised, but are you happy or mad that it happened? I think, I don't think there is a move that Sam Pittman could have made in the offseason, whether player, whether Uh, keeping a guy, adding a guy, offensive coordinator, NIL announcement. There is nothing that will touch this news in terms of getting the fan. They they still have to execute. They still have to figure out what their quarterback's going to be. But there is nothing that he could do that would touch this in terms of... It pales in comparison. So, again, what I stated, I want to see who's slinging the rock. And once I have a better idea, whether it's KJ or someone else... If they have a capable quarterback, this is going to work. If they don't, it's going to be serviceable, and it's still probably going to be okay. I mean, I mentioned the stats earlier with Texas A&M. They went from 101st in scoring offense to 26th with a backup quarterback. Number one improvement in the SEC, number four improvement in college football. The idea that this game is passed and by is a fallacy. It's a lie. You want to use some other something else to validate why you think this is act of desperation? That's fine. That excuse doesn't resonate because the stats say otherwise. This morning, yeah.
1: Chuck, did you see this coming? Well, I'd like to sit here and say yes, I saw it coming a mile away, but that would not be accurate. I've kind of, you know, I've thought over the years and learned over the years not to be surprised, but I did not see this one coming down the pike at all. The first thing I thought about—I'll be very honest here. Was the humility required on the part of Sam Pittman to do this? Mm-hmm. This was his decision, one hundred percent his decision. I think, frankly, it's a decision that caught some people off guard. And uh, but I was I was struck by that because he didn't have to do this. And um, you know I I think it it shows number one a commitment to winning. It 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 shows that you know he he wants to move the football and score points, win games, and not just keep his job, but have everybody else keep theirs too. Now, the one thing I will say is, what we really need is a guy like Ryan Mallett, some guys like Jarius Wright and DJ Williams, some guys like yeah. Greg Childs. You, you know, you need some players now. You need yeah. dudes. And um, let's see if they're able to go out and get them. See,
4: I think he called Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher's had some free time last couple weeks. And we know that Sam, since the firing of Dan Enos, has... I mean, this wasn't something that happened last day or two. This is something that evidently they've been vetting. Again, Pete Thamble released the report yesterday. I think he called Jimbo Fisher and asked his honest opinion about this. Why
1: do you think that?
4: Because you want to know what it's like behind the scenes with something like that. And I think he did that. And I think he got an opinion from Jimbo saying, giving him the... I guess go ahead. Like, hey, I think this can work. And again, offensively, the stats speak for themselves. So if you pull in a really good quarterback, or you think this KJ theme is going to work, this is going to work.
1: Yeah. Those are two different points, though. You just said you thought he called Jimbo, I do Fisher, he up. Called Jimbo yeah, Fisher. I think he called Jimbo Fisher. I
2: think all of this happened in the last 36, 48 hours. I, really? I don't think this been. That's just my gut feel. I don't think this has been going on for. For days and weeks, I think I don't this. Either. I think this all developed after maybe some other options didn't pan out, and I think this. Yeah, I think this happened in the last two days.
1: I think it happened after the Missouri game. Um, I think the um, the score of the Missouri game, the manner in which it unfolded, the reaction, which I think has been perhaps the thing that tipped the scales in the final analysis. Um, I think the reaction. I will tell you that. Um, Sunday and Monday, and I've been doing this a long time, fellas, I've never seen our fan base more hopeless than they were in the aftermath of that Missouri game. I've never seen it that way. Um, because they were hopeful first, and then it didn't pan out. I have talked to people over the last 72 hours that um, love the Razorbacks as much as anybody breathing. But, man, they'd lost hope. I mean, they were done. You know, we were t- you were kind of getting after Brent a minute ago there, Ty. There's not a person listening to this show that loves the Razorbacks more than Brent. I mean, his daddy coached there. I mean, he loves them like few people I know. And you could hear in his voice, I've given up. I mean, you could hear that. So that's why I think all this was a reaction to a certain extent to that. Now, I will say in the back of my mind last week, I thought for a minute, could this happen? And then it's one of those things you think about and you kind of shake your head and say, nah, there's no way that'll ever happen. <laughs> um, and and uh, But my sense is that, that this did develop uh, after the Missouri game. And the one thing that I do think should be noted in all this, and I don't know if he talked to Jimbo Fisher or not, I, I, I um, you know, these... Um, it's a little bit different with these guys. I'll just put it that way. My inclination is to believe if there was a conversation, it was through through Jimmy Sexton. Um, they have the same agent. I think a lot of the conversation. I don't. I don't. I don't know. He might have picked up the phone and called him. But my guess would be a lot of the conversation was 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 through the agent. But look, how they got to this point doesn't really matter. No, nope. it doesn't really matter. I mean, we can speculate until we're blue in the face, and all we're going to do is see who's closest to being right. Yeah. But the reality is, he's he's uh, if it's signed off on. And there's not been a U of A release yet. Let's let's now. I yeah, think it's a formality, but let's make note of that. Um, you don't get fired for cause and then just walk back in and yeah. say, "Hey, man, I'd like to go to work today."
2: So let, let's talk about that because um, Andrew Hutchinson had a report, and I believe he's right that you know Daniel Bobbitt, the systems president had to okay or sign off on this, which means... That is policy. Uh, this went several steps up the food chain. You know, probably went, you know, obviously, Hunter took it to, to the chancellor and, and on up the food chain, which means, you know, this has got the, the, the board's knowledge and, I, I guess, approval, obviously, behind it. So, I mean, this this
1: wasn't no small feat um, to, to to even get this, uh, you know, approved. No, there are university policies in terms of what must be done when someone's fired for cause, and um, you know it, it's 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 not something from a from an administrative standpoint. Okay, we're just gonna you know we forgive him, so we're not gonna make him go through all this stuff. It doesn't you know it doesn't work like that. I, I mean, now look, do I think that? there's going to be a release at some point announcing Bobby Petrino's offensive coordinator? Yes, I do. Well, I think it's and, already written. And, 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 and I suspect it'll come today. But, yeah. um, you know, there there is a process that must be gone through, and I suspect that's why officially we're still just talking about reports say. Yeah. I think there's one of
2: two camps that you're in. You're either in the camp of you didn't think Bobby should have been fired in 2012 and maybe... Maybe suspended, maybe find some money and reworked his buyout, and you know, you know, I've heard that opinion from a lot of fans. Or you're on the other side that you know he doesn't have the the moral backbone and the ethics to to lead young men at this university, and this reeks of desperation. And the game is passing by. You're in, I don't think there's any gray area. I don't think anyone is
1: anywhere close to indifferent about this decision. Well, I think that's probably right, but I also think that the danger in all of this is we're going to spend time talking about whether or not Bobby Petrino should have been fired in the first place, because all that stuff, um, you know, it it, it happened the way it happened, and we're not going back and changing anything. Um, My suspicion is that as we move forward, once the hoopla, you know, we're going to see him. I mean, you know, he's going to be out there initially. But I'll bet he's not out there very much after that. Um, You know, I can tell you, I I talked to A&M's play-by-play guy during the year. He said I talked to him in August. Hadn't talked to him since. I suspect in my role, I don't think I'll talk to him very much. I can tell you that the way it used to be, you know, you had – I mean, we used to have coordinators and such on pregame shows and things of that nature. You look around college football now, that doesn't happen generally the coordinators particularly you seldom see those guys they're not front and center you might run into them in the elevator and i suspect petrino will be that way i think in fact i know that's how he was at texas a&m i know guys that are down there and um he'll be um you know he'll be a hermit like a lot of offensive coordinators are he'll watch video coach football yeah
2: so uh and we'll get some calls in just a second you haven't a, have you given much thought? to Is this going to work from a football standpoint? Is this a fit with his offensive philosophies and what Sam wants to do? I mean, that's really the discussion that should take place. Is will this work? And you mentioned earlier, well, he wouldn't Taggett. have hired him if he didn't right. think
1: it would have. Yeah,
2: well, I mean, he wouldn't have
1: hired him. Do you think it'll work? Oh, I, th- I, I don't. I, I think if it doesn't work, it's not going to be. Uh, it's, it, it's not going to be because of some clash between Bobby Petrino and Sam Pittman. If it doesn't work, I mean, look, let's not act like Bobby Petrino and Jimbo Fisher was a rousing success. Um, but I don't think it was because of friction between Bobby Petrino and Jimbo Fisher. Yeah. And if it doesn't work here to the degree people want, I don't think that's going to be the reason.
2: I think you stated it accurately earlier in your comments that hey this is all you know you can think what you want, but they got to go get some DJ Williams and some Brian Mallets and some Tyler yeah. Wilson type
1: players. Just, it only works with great success if you have an upgrade in your roster. Well, and 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 I do think it should be pointed out. And and you know, let me say this: I, I enjoyed working with Coach Petrino. I, I'd like to think we had a good professional working relationship, and 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 I hope that's the case moving forward. But he's not the head coach. Nope, he's not the head coach. And um, I know a lot of people are. You know, ready to anoint him as the football savior. They've already anointed him football Jesus. Now they want him to be the football savior. And I get all that. But um, you got to go out and get players, guys. I mean, you got to go get players. Um, You know, Bobby Petrino looked like a heck of a lot better offensive coordinator with Ryan Mallett and Tyler Wilson than Lamar Jackson than he did with some of the other guys that he's had. And I think he'd probably tell you that, too. Um, hey, the guy can call plays now. He can call plays. He can coach. He knows offense. I've always maintained what he likes more than anything is watching video and coaching offense. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to get a chance to do that.
4: We've got one open line on the McCarty Daniel Hotline if you want to jump in with us. Again, our number, 877-377-6963. Let's go to JR this morning. What's up, JR? Morning,
5: guys. How y'all doing? Good, man. Good. Good. Um, You know what? Here's the deal in the whole situation for me is he he made some bad decisions when he was here. Uh, you know, 2019, I think he came to Little Rock Touchdown, uh, apologized. Uh, you know, as mature adults, we got to be able to move on, be able to forgive people and, and let them do what their job is. Uh, I think that as far as a hire goes, I don't. I don't think you'll find an offensive coordinator that has has the ability to call plays to what talent he has on the field. I think back to that Missouri State game. You know, he probably didn't have you know the type of athletes that that you know the SEC schools do, but they they gave us all we wanted during that game, um, and that that's the ability that he brings. Now, I tell you what it's going to really show, hopefully, is when this portal opens up with guys that, that see that ability to, to get people in space and, and create a create big place, um, I I feel comfortable with him there at that position. So, anyway, that's my two cents.
4: Thanks, JR. Let's go to Nelson Harrison. What's up, Nelson?
5: Hey,
3: guys. I want to kind of touch on what you just talking about. So I don't think you talked to Jimbo Fisher. I think what the biggest thing was, he probably did talk to a head coach, and that's probably Barry Odom. Because they were looking at Odom's offensive coordinator. And Odom's probably pretty pleased with his offensive coordinator the way his season's gone. So, you know, I think he looked upon, well, you know, Barry Odom had him hired. You know, so maybe he talked with Odom, or maybe he just said, hey, you know, Odom hired him. No. You know Odom had him hired over there at UNLV, so let me just reach out to Jimmy Sexton see if he's interested in coming and I ain't going to say that he was the first choice, but I don't think he was the, I don't think he's a desperate choice. <laughs> I don't think it's something where he's like, well, we're desperate to have this. I really do feel like that uh with the weight that that Sam put on Odom when he was here, he probably bounced a few things off of Odom. Uh, I don't really think so about Jimbo Fisher. But this is what I want to say, guys. Uh, we've got the talent on the football field. I mean, Armstrong was, whenever, whenever the ball got to him, he was reliable. And even in the Missouri game, I mean, Tesla was making catches in the Missouri game that he didn't have the opportunity to make whenever the passes were way too high or out of way from it. So, with Petrino, I think there's a way for this to work out. Because we've got the talent. I mean, we need to upgrade some talent. But the talent was there for us. Well, you don't hang with Alabama and LSU and not have the talent to be close. So, thank you, guys.
4: I think Andrew Armstrong, if he stays, has a chance to be an all-first-team, all-SEC receiver. I've liked him all year. Kevin's in Fort Smith. What's up, Kevin?
1: <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, Let's not I overreact. i us No,
6: of course not. uh, I think that Bobby and and Sam aren't going to get along very well because Bobby's so powerful and Sam's just so laid back. But uh, anyway, I think it's going to be a good hire. I hope that we have a good season next year and quarterbacks are going to work out to where we can uh, get some players for the future. But uh, anyway, I don't think they called Sam. I don't think they called... uh, anybody to ask any questions. I think this was just going to
4: be a a super hire for Arkansas. Well, we'll see. I need to dismiss something for a sec. I don't know where it was contrived that Sam Pittman is laid back because he's not eviscerating people. A lot of times in press conferences, guys, he is completely different in public media appearances than what he is behind the scenes. And in practice, we've got to get on and listen, I'll attack him when he needs to be attacked. But we have got to get that out of our minds that he should oh, ho- hooky dory. That's not his personality when he's coaching football. I I, I don't understand why people think that because that's a widespread thought amongst his fan base. All right, I mentioned this guy earlier. Brent's called in on the McClarty Daniel hotline. Brent, what's up, man? You changed your tune this morning? Well,
7: Tom, I, I am a happy, happy, <laughs> happy man. <laughs>
2: Sounds Good. like You were it. down in the dumps yesterday, buddy.
7: Oh, I was down. In, I was. I, uh, you were lower uh,
2: than snail poop yesterday.
7: I was lower than than, than whale gunk.
2: Yeah. But so how you feeling okay. today?
7: Oh, I'm I'm feeling so much better. So much better. We're we're we got hope. We got hope. We got hope. I'm excited. Uh, one of our great friends. You know who I'm talking about, Coach Jeff Wiggins. He told me I had to get over it the other day. I said, "Jeff, it's too, yeah, I'm, I'm too invested. I can't, I can't handle it." He called me last night. He says, "You're happy now, aren't you? I said, "Yes, I am. Yes, I am." Now it's going to be interesting to see if Bobby Petrino brings Max Johnson as quarterback and who he brings with him. As part of his offensive staff. And I will take y'all's answers off the air, but today is a happy day for the
2: Mouth. Can't wait for spring practice. Let me tell you what one of my first thoughts were with him making the decision to come to Arkansas. And he has leaned more pro style in his career. Is 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 that a fair assessment? I don't know what it's going to... Necessarily be like if they mesh the Pittman and Petrino philosophy. He's Fulopi. changed
1: some though. You got to remember, yeah. he coached Lamar Jackson. Uh, um, um, he's not quite as Brian Mallett and Tyler Wilson as yeah. it, as yeah. it but, used to be. But he's had plenty of that. I here was my one of my first thoughts. Did they ease over to
2: Fayetteville High School pretty quick and talk to Drake Lindsey, yeah, who's that who's too. who's going to Minnesota. Walker White, you know, is there a push on some of these top shelf quarterbacks in our state that are going to Auburn with White? Minnesota with Lindsey, is there maybe a, a a changing of the thought from from Sam's you know previous evaluations on them, or does that change anything? I've, you've got two great quarterbacks playing Power Five ball, one in your conference elsewhere, one in the Big Ten. I
1: I don't know the answer to that, but it's just something I, I wonder about. Well, I think he's going to give him the keys to the truck, and by that I mean I think it you know going to be given the 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 freedom to you know say hey I'd like to have this guy Mm -hmm. or I think we can do it with this guy or I don't think we can do it with that guy but now I will say again I mean he's not the head coach and while there's a lot of hoopla today and I completely understand it um no one will ever doubt Bobby Petrino's ability to put points on the board um uh, there's, there's, there you know, there's going to be a balance as we go forward. But I do think that, in a manner of speaking, he will give him the keys to the pickup, and, um, you know, they'll go from there.
4: We've got one open line on the McClarty Daniel hotline. Eddie in Clarksville, Shane in Indiana, Charlie in Camden. Hold on, we will get to you in hour number two. Again, reacting to this news, I thought the the Duke game was going to be. What we were talking about Wednesday morning. We will get to that at some point because you got a massive game tonight in Bud Walden Arena. The students have already camped out. They're ready for this game tonight. I'm ready for this game tonight. The eyes of college basketball are on you tonight. But really, the eyes of college sports are on what happened or has allegedly happened with this because we can't officially say that it. Has our eyes are down. on it. Yes. I don't know
1: about all of college I don't sports. know, man. Well, I saw a lot, of, saw a lot of national analysts have some opinions about Well, that. sure. I mean, when you talk about a guy coming back after being fired under the circumstances, there's no way that people aren't going to pay attention.
2: We don't have a hair on our hind end if we don't ride him out, out of that tunnel on a Harley tonight to half court. Just to introduce that's, that's, Might as well. well. Might as well. Just go full I WWE. I bet that doesn't happen. I, I bet, bet it doesn't, doesn't either. Happen. But, you know, that's why they don't let us write the scripts always around mm-hmm. here.
0: Celebrate the magic of Christmas at the Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in the historic Venetian dining room this Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. From 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., your Christmas dinner includes a salad bar, carving station, hot buffet items, and desserts featuring traditional and unique items. Over 12, dine for $58 per person, under 12 for $29, and under 6, eat free. Reservations required must have a credit card to hold reservation. Call 501-623-7771 or log on at arlingtonhotel.com dining for reservations and complete menu Items. Hey, it's Phil Elson. From all these years watching baseball, I've grown
1: accustomed to watching closers in their element. James Teague isn't closing innings anymore. He's closing cases. With almost 30 years in the business, Teague Law Firm is a general practice firm that can help you with most family law issues, divorce, custody, and child support. They can also help with criminal law, both felonies and misdemeanors. Call James and the Teague Law Firm at 479-531-2785. 5312785 online at lawcom The Teague law firm, if they can't help you, they'll talk baseball.
4: Betonline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. Betonline is always your sports information headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, right down to UFC and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B-L-E-A-V, B-L-E-A-V. EAV. Bet online, where the game starts.
2: You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics.
4: All right, we're going to be in Tulsa about two weeks from now. That's where Kerry is this morning. Kerry, you going to go to that Arkansas basketball game against the Sooners in a couple weeks?
5: Oh, yes, sir. I've already bought my ticket, and we're going to call the host so over
4: in Tulsa. There you go. Well, what's on your mind this morning? I'm assuming this Petrino stuff.
5: Oh, it is definitely, Petrino. I am so happy that we have got hope again. The only thing I'm a little concerned about is Petrino's first year at Arkansas. He had discovered covered was pretty I feel like there's going to be a pretty good exodus of players over the summer. They're probably not going to be conditioned to Petrino's dot dot nines and crossing the T's. And what I'm worried about is we'll just be given... The kind how many yeah. wins did they have to have next year? Uh, yeah. We're seeing and Petrino and company to stick around. Uh, I'm hoping that we will let this play out and let them have a couple of years bigger because I don't think this is an overnight
2: fix. Yeah, Kerry, thanks for the call. I think we got the essence of what he's saying. Yeah. didn't have the greatest sell signal. But, you know, Chuck, I think he was asking, will they have enough time? And what's the expectation in the immediacy? Uh, because I think Kerry's right. I mean, fixing all this overnight, if your expectation is you know, back to the days of Bobby in 2010 and 11, they're going to have double-digit wins. You're going to, I think, be lined up for some disappointment.
1: I don't know how it's going to go. Um, I know that they're going to revamp the offense. At least I would think they would. Um, I, I, I would expect there to be much different personnel there. Um, no, I, I, don't, I don't think, honestly, that there is going to be a lot of time given. Um I don't, I don't, I don't think that's the luxury that they have in a different circumstance. And I, I'll go back, guys. He's not being hired as the head coach, right? He's not the head coach. Um, that's important to note and remember in all of this. Um, I, um, I don't think people are going to be given extra time, though. No, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think that. I think the expectation is to win now.
4: Rocky Top is in Hot Springs this morning. What's up, Rocky Top?
1: Good morning, guys. Hey, uh, you know, I'm, I can understand
5: the excitement from Hiram's training. I think that's probably the best hire you're going to get as an offensive coordinator. But back to Chuck's point, um, you know, I thought about this overnight. When you look at A&M and you look at how they finished, you're not going to bring Bobby in here and, and overnight this thing, turn around. Uh and finished. Um 8th in total yards for SEC, 6th in passing, and 10th in rushing. Their quarterback was 14th. And they have all five stars sitting down there, that Arkansas doesn't have. And they averaged 28 points a game with Petrino. And they had everything right there at his hands. It takes time, no matter who you bring in. And it's still this could be just a short marriage, because the expectations could be, we need to be better than what we were last year. And if we average 28 points a game of what AM averaged, they're going to have the same record they had last year. And I was thinking when this first was hired that, and Chuck alluded that that's probably not the case, but Bobby's a smart man. And I'm not sure why an offensive coordinator of his caliber would take this job, uh, knowing it could be a one-year stint if he can't turn it around. Well, my guess is without, he'll be
2: guaranteed pay for more than one year.
5: I'd, I would hope that would be either in the oh, contract Oh, I'm sure he
4: or, is. I'm sure he is. Yeah.
1: Going, I'm there's, sure there's he's got a to contract. Yeah.
4: No, Rocky Toppin, you're, how you ended that call is right. Anything can not happen. Guys, we're not just gambling on him. He's gambling on us. It's a two-way street here, and like you said, it's probably not going to be an overnight fix. The transfer portal has changed things to a certain extent, but you bring up Texas A&M. Referenced the stat earlier, how much they improved offensively. They did that also with a backup quarterback the majority of the year. Connor Wegman, a five-star kid, gets injured, and they go to Max Johnson, who is a serviceable quarterback. Who, by the way, is also in the transfer portal right now. Something to keep an eye on, but he's not elite. So, again, it comes back to who is slinging the rock for you this next year. If you got a capable dude, then it's going to go really, really well. If you don't, we'll have
2: to wait and see. You know, and Chuck, I think you mentioned this earlier. You know, Bobby Petrino and Sam Pittman, you know, these are guys, these are not spring chickens. These aren't young coaches. You know, they're not Kenny Guyton at 32 years old. These are both guys in their 60s. I mean, uh, Rocky Top mentioned the long marriage. I don't think there's a long marriage success, failure, or otherwise because I I really don't see these guys coaching, you know, more than a handful
1: of of additional years because of where they're at in their career. Well, they're both, you know, they're both in their, I guess, 62 is the age for both of them. Um, I don't know, you know, Sam Pittman being hired at the stage of his career was probably, uh, you know, that's, that's the exception rather than the rule. I mean, most of these guys... You start getting these jobs in the 40s, and sometimes it's even earlier than that now. I, um, I'll i push back a little bit on the Petrino taking a chance on Arkansas thing. Um, you know, he went to A&M in a similar situation. I mean, everybody thought, you know, mm-hmm. hey, Jimbo doesn't win games next year. He's getting fired. That's a good point. And he and did. He, and, he, and he took that job. So I don't think that uh, – um, um, the idea that well, Bobby Petrino could have gone out and gotten any job he wanted—he's taking a chance on it. I, I don't, I don't, I don't buy into that line of thinking. I, I think he, um, you know, Bobby coordinators now at the SEC level make about what in some cases anyway what head coaches made when uh, he was the you know he was the head coach of the Razorbacks, and so um, I'm sure he's made a lot more money. The last two or three years that he was making there for a while. Here's
4: where I'm coming from, real quick. It's the talent disparity because no one looks at the two rosters and compares them and say they're close. They're not close. So he's going to have to do more with less next year unless they really restock in the transfer portal.
1: I don't think that's something though that he considered. I I, th- I think that uh, um, I think he was a coordinator who was out of work. Yeah, I don't think they were as lined up for, for Bobby. <laughs> yeah. I don't think the head coaches were lined up yeah. and Bobby chose Arkansas out of a pile of offers. Yeah, I think he'd have gotten a job. I think he'd have gotten a job, but I do know he is very highly thought of in Arkansas, and comparatively speaking, it may not be that way, at least quite that way in other places.
4: I bet Bobby's listening right now, Chuck. He just <laughs> gave Brandon a call. He just gave Brandon a call to find his new house in northwest Arkansas. All right, we heard from Eddie in Clarksville earlier. Let's hear from Danny, who's in Clarksville on the McCarty-Daniel Hotline. What's up, Danny?
8: Hey, good morning, guys. Um, You know, I wouldn't use the word desperation at all. This is the business. Uh, Bobby is a football coach. He's an offensive coordinator that led the Jaguars to record-breaking offense back in, in the NFL. And he understands Arkansas. If you haven't watched his appearance at the touchdown club from a few years back, I mean, I'm sure Chuck's seen it. I mean, Chuck knows Bobby. He's been around Bobby. Is that not the most contrite you've ever seen him, Chuck, in that interview? If you watch that interview, this is a guy who really feels like he messed things up at Arkansas. And, you know, you talk about turning things around quickly. Joe Adams was not coming to Arkansas, he was going to USC Great until Bobby point. Petrino was hired. Tyler Wilson was not coming to Arkansas until Bobby Petrino was hired. Casey Dick never had the numbers that he had under Bobby Petrino. He turned Casey Dick into an NFL free agent quarterback with the Jets. Did he throw for over 4,000 yards, Chuck, with us? I think he did. I mean, if, if DeAnthony Curtis does not fumble the football at Kentucky and they don't put, uh, <laughs> who's the guy with the Jets that came over with, with uh, Aaron Rodgers, his name escapes me right now, the wide receiver, if they put a quarterback and they scored 14 points in three minutes, it was a bowl game in his first year with what he stood up uh, left us <laughs> michael smith dominated auburn on the road He beat auburn and lsu in his first year here so as an offensive coordinator you know and someone who's been a head coach you've got sam in that situation with with barry Odom. barry Odom had no trouble hiring bobby petrino and to coordinate his offense and so you know i think we just we need to be excited because this is about as good a situation as we could have come out with in, in under the circumstances and i listen to you guys opine on it some yeah. more. But I'm, I'm excited, and I think all Razorback fans who understand football ought to be equally
4: excited. I think Randall Cobb yeah. is the name you're thinking about. You killed two birds with you're one stone. You're right, Randall Cobb, yeah. Yeah, Danny, appreciate the call. You killed two birds with one stone. The administration, they got their tickets sold for next year, and you got someone to bring excitement back within the football program who you think is going to do a good job.
2: Danny said something there in his call that got me to thinking. I want you guys to think about this, and then let's circle back to this. Uh, a little bit later on this hour, the top of the next hour. Danny's talking about the, the contriteness at that Little Rock Touchdown Club meeting. Does somewhere, you know, because we all think Bobby Petrino is this hardened individual that has no feelings or conscience, but is somewhere in the deep res- recesses of his consciousness and his feelings, does he feel like he owes something to this fan base? He I mean, bleeped us. It, it, yeah, but the way he left it, the mess he created the last 10 years, hey, Here's a chance towards the end of my career, maybe to come in and repair some of the damage I already did. I, I, Danny said something there in that, that call that got me to, to thinking that. And I, I don't know. I, you know, we can't crawl in the mind of Bobby Petrino, but love to hear what you guys say.
1: You're listening to the
2: Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics.
4: All right, welcome back into your hog update on the Morning Rush. It's you and me, 15, proud to be coming home. Now, let's bring the hogs to championship. Something Bobby Petrino just tweeted out this morning a picture of him and Ryan Mallett. Mallett has a wide open man. It's Tiles. He's loose. He scores. Childs, please! Touchdown, Arkansas leads. Now, from time to time, we call ourselves a nostalgia state because a lot of good things have happened prior to what we think is going to happen in the future or whatnot. And you're trying to, again, bring some of that juju back that you had with Ryan Mallett, Tyler Wilson, Joe Adams, Greg Childs, Jarius Wright. Guys, again, as we've stated this morning, you got to go get some players. You've got some guys on the roster you like, like Luke has, Andrew Armstrong, and whatnot. But really curious to how much activity Arkansas is going to be in the transfer portal in this next week
1: or so. Well, I think one of the things you have to think about is that guys we like may not necessarily be guys he likes. Or he may have somebody better in mind. Or somebody that we don't think's any good. He may see something there that other people don't see. You just don't know. Um I think that how the you know how the roster looks is going to be significantly different, and I think it would have been that way with or without Bobby Petrino. Um, I'm as anxious as anybody else to see you know what happens over the course of the next several days because um, your know, minds were changed when he was hired as the head coach. Now I don't know if minds will be changed when he's hired as the offensive coordinator or not. I don't know. Um, does it affect things in state? I believe it does. I don't know about out-of-state. I don't know. I don't know if a kid in Texas or Florida or somewhere says, well, they've hired Bobby Petrino. I'm more interested in going. He's not achieved the mythical status in those areas that he has here. Great point. Um, And I do think, though, that in our state, it carries enormous cachet. There's no question about that. And – I think it can and, and probably will make a difference in that area.
4: Tommy, what do you want to bet there's not a media member that wears a Florida hat? The defense came back in the second half, and that will be the last question I answer with that hat on. half,
8: And that will be the last question I answer with that hat on. And that will be the last okay. question
2: I answer with that hat on. I don't think he'll be answering a lot of questions anyway.
1: No, I will get him. Probably. I don't think you will either. I think he'll have one press conference, and we may not hear from him for a long, long
4: time. We'll hear from him in August when they introduce the uh, the offensive coordinator and the uh, the other stuff. To well, he'll thing. have
2: a, an initial one here, and then uh, yeah, I think it'll maybe one around spring football, maybe in March or April. And then, yeah, I think I think
1: you can count him on one hand. The, how the, many the press times conferences did you he'll do in Chris, a year? How many times did you hear Kendall Bryles?
4: Uh, like the
1: introduction press conference, once well, a... I'm, yeah, and how many times did we hear from Dan Enos? My point is, yeah. is I don't think that he's going to be. In fact, I know he's he's um, he's not going to yeah. be dominant in terms of yeah. what uh, you know what what you watch on television and listen to on the radio.
2: Again, you've said it about fifteen times this morning, and I don't think it can be said he's being hired as an assistant coach as the coordinator. He is not the head coach. No, you're right. He's not going to speak on a weekly or daily basis like a a head coach is the face of the program. He is not being hired to be the face of the voice of the program. But they should still roll him out in a Harley tonight. (laughs) Well, they're not going to. They're not going to. So, I mean,
4: we can talk about it until
1: we're blue in the face, but they're not going to. Well, we're just having fun Uh, with it. No, I I understand that.
2: You know, know, it would be fun, but they're (laughs) not going to do it. Come on. Oh, might as well. Come out of that tunnel. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Leave us, leave a skid mark right in front of the uh, the Duke bench or something. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Just run Burn over, some
4: rubber. Run over Johnson. Speaking, <laughs> hey, I'm glad that was brought up. We brought up Duke twice this show. Doug and Mountain Home texted on the McCarty Daniel Highlight. You are playing a pretty stinking good basketball team yeah. tonight. Here's Muss on the Blue Devils this week. You look at this team and their center is a lottery pick. Proctor. One of their guards slash wings is the lottery pick, so we're playing against two lottery picks. And number one, Foster, is a early, mid-20-type pick based on mock drafts. So we're playing against three draft picks. It'll all happen probably before 20. Listen, you're going to play some guys this year, like you did in Javon Quinterly, like you will, and Wade Taylor and Vescovy that you've played for what seems like an eternity. There's not going to be anyone you hate more than who you play tonight in Kyle Philpasky. I'm just telling you right now, you're going to hate this kid. And he's probably going to go for 20-plus because Arkansas hasn't shown the ability, outside of guarding Zach Eady that they can defend the paint real well. They stop him, you're going to have a much better chance tonight. But this Duke team's talented walking in, and it's going to be fun. I don't know if you guys saw the videos. I mean, students have been camping out since last night. They got the entire, basically, garden filled up to this point. It is going to be a raucous it is, atmosphere. It is
2: cold tonight. to be camping oh out. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> man, oh, man. But it's Duke, and they're hey, in town. Uh, a little pizza from the staff won't be enough to keep you warm mm. tonight. No,
4: it will not. That's Only gonna,
2: Fireball will fix this uh, kind of cold. <laughs> and,
4: of course, if you're of age. Don't want to drink that if you're not of age. That's going to do it for your Hog Update this morning, brought to you by our friends at Mr. Sparky. You don't have
3: to put up with any malarkey call. eight eight eight. Ain't Sparky.
4: All right, we've got two open phone lines on the McCarty-Daniel hop line. If you want to jump in, we will get to our number three. Again, reacting to the news that Bobby Petrino looks like going to be your offensive coordinator. Hopefully, we get that official announcement yeah. at some point this morning.
2: Just checked my email. Nothing uh, nothing yet from the U of A on that, but it seems imminent at this
1: point. Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family. Family treasures And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift, selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville.
4: Have You tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale. It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zounds the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. All right, Taylor's been in Georgia waiting about 30-plus minutes this morning. So we'll welcome him into the program on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. Taylor, what's up, man?
9: Hey, good morning, fellas. We're <clears throat> good Can you morning. guys hear me okay? Yeah, yeah.
2: What's on your mind?
9: Sure. Um, I got a few points I want to rattle off in no particular order. Number one, I'm stoked about this. This Bobby news. Number two, you got to approach this, I think, with cautious optimism. Don't expect that Bobby of 12, 13 years ago to still be here today. If we have half of the magic that he had back then, if he's able to bring half of that magic now, I'd be absolutely pumped. Um, but that being said, the transfer portal giveth, the transfer portal is going to take us away. And I, as much as I love Singleton, um, and even Mbake, they're local guys to me down here in Georgia. Uh, I know Mbake is in the portal now, but for bias reasons, I'd like to see Singleton maybe hang around, because I know he's a dude, but Again, that that portal's a tricky thing, um, and the last point that I'll make is 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 at a point. You know, we're kind of at a point of desperation, I think, to retain the fan base, and I don't think there's any other move that would have this kind of splash for the fans. He's a very polarizing character, at least historically, but then again, so is Gus Malzahn. And the last point that I'll make is, would you rather have Gus as your head coach right now and completely divide the fan base, like right down the middle? Or would you rather have Sam and Bobby running the show? I'm taking Bobby as OC every time. That's all I got to say.
4: Taylor, appreciate the call again, talking about Malachi Singleton. Don't know what decision he's going to make. I think you're right. I think the majority of the fans would rather have this combination than changing coaches going the Gus Malzahn route and this is what you're, you're stuck with right now it looks like to this point let's talk to Keith who's in Fort Smith what's up Keith
10: hey guys first off thank y'all for covering Back Athletics and you know I've been through this thing now as everybody else has the heartbreak the torment the mad the angry the sad the life questions I've been through all of that and here we go again as a life of a Razorback fan, I could not be more happy and proud for what our team of administrators have done and, and I give Sam credit because he's about to be uh you know, I I know he's a head coach, but he's about to be um he's had the kinda of, that ego that I always kinda of thought he had in the back of his you know, back back of his mind. He's he's gonna be checked a little bit and he's open to that because he values bringing a guy like Bobby Petrino in. To, to to right some of his wrongs I think and I, I give him credit for that because that's hard to do as a man and and I, I really am so thankful and glad that we've done this I, I can't tell you what when I first heard it how just I was so excited and proud because of I was so done and I called you guys about a few weeks ago maybe last week, I can't remember and I was so done, I was so frustrated and I was echoing everything everybody was saying and I'm not saying that that we're, we're out of it. I'm not saying that things are just going to be in, in, you know, in Rosebush now and, you know, life of roses. But I think that the first thing I want to say is I'm glad that the administration went this route because that guy right there is a hog and we want hogs and, and we want to win. So just cause you're a hog fan, I'm a hog fan, but I can't call, uh, you know, a wide zone to a trap play. I can't do that. I'm not, I'm not made mm-hmm. for that, but I love the hogs. Yeah. This guy's a winner. The other thing I'm going to say is this, and I'm going to be done. I'm excited to see, and I think you guys are right, it's going to be a totally different roster. I'm excited to see what we do because if you look at if you look at Evan Stewart, I believe is his name, yep. and I know we'll never get him because I know he's got, you know, I'm not saying that. He had a tweet come out that said Petrino, that's some Petrino stuff as it related to the LSU game because because they trust him as a play caller. He has respect. I'm anxious to see what we do with him. I'm glad to be a Hulk fan. Thank you, guys.
4: You know, he's one of the guys that uh, has been an annoyance when you're having to go against him, but you'd love him on your team. He's one of the better wide receivers of the SEC. Him and Aniah Smith were a deadly combo in College Station at this point. And, again, I, I want to know what players, and Chuck, you referenced earlier, not the not just the, the in-state impact, because I think we're seeing it positively in-state, but... Does this have the same draw for talented offensive players in the transfer portal? I have no doubt Travis Williams is going to take care of the defense. We saw it this year. They went from 14th to like sixth or seventh. They were horrible last year. They were at least comparable this year. Can he have the same effect to getting guys out of the portal? I think KJ's thrown his last pass at Arkansas. They're going to go have to get a talented quarterback. This new NIL edge theme. You're going to have to pay for a quarterback if you want a talented guy. There's plenty of them that enter the portal. There's going to be more. What kind of money do you invest in that position particularly? Because I don't think Criswell is going
1: to be your starter next year. Well, you are asking? I'm not sure what you're asking. Yeah, yeah, that's a, you I, were all over the road there, man. Yeah, I what tend are you to I, I yeah. tend to do that
4: at this point. I was just but what, what's it,
2: the question? I just comment on the caller.
1: Okay. That's oh, it. okay.
2: I, all right. I wasn't asking a question. I'm just no, I mean – it, it all pivots around the quarterback. I mean, but that's that's not unique to Arkansas. That's not unique to Bobby Petrino. I mean, um, of course they've got to have a quarterback. And I, I tend to agree with you. KJ probably won't be here and won't be your starter next year. Is Criswell the guy that, I mean, what only Bobby Petrino can tell you what he would think of the quarterbacks you have in your stable. I think regardless that you, um, you've you got to go find one. You were, and I don't know that he's bringing one with him. I think that was maybe initially part of, your hope is to, to hire an OC that was going to
1: bring a quarterback with him. I don't know if that's going to be the case in, in this hire. I don't know either, but I would imagine that, you know, for us, I mean, we're like, well, how are they going to do this? Got to go after this, got to go after that. My guess would be that these guys have already talked about their plan in great detail, mm-hmm. uh, great detail. I don't think this move would have been made if there had not been – conversation in great detail about how this would go and I would imagine and still imagine there's an enormous amount of video being watched mm-hmm. and look you know we've talked just on this show today about hey we've we've mentioned this wide receiver man he's good we've mentioned that wide receiver man he's good can't this guy really benefit from a guy like Bobby Petrino hey but it would be nice to get Evan Stewart you know, it would be nice to go into the portal and maybe get this guy here, or maybe go here and sign us a wide receiver there. Um, there's only so many spots, and my point is hard decisions are going to have to be made. And my guess would be they're already into that decision-making process.
4: Yeah, you know, I must reference, he watched the most film that he's ever watched this this past week in preparation for Duke. I would guess... Kind of like you're insinuating that Bobby Petrino has already started watching to that point, knowing what we know about him. Let's talk to Brian, who's in Greenwood on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. Brian, what's up, man?
6: All right. I might be like Ty. I might be all over the place because I have a lot of thoughts, so bear with me. But <laughs> that's on
3: okay. The
6: Petrino, I'm happy about it. I am, I'm glad that he came in. Um, I don't know if we could have got anybody else. I don't think anybody else wanted to come into this dumpster fire. And I think you'd have to do a retread and bring somebody in that's already dealing with the program especially knowing that Sam may be a lame-duck coach with only one year remaining. Uh, but there's a lot of hype, and I don't know if I'm believing into the hype because, you know, last summer we had two top 25 recruiting classes. We had the number 11 transfer portal. We had Rocket coming back. We had KJ coming back. And that got us four wins. Now, a lot of people are happy with Petrino, but I went back and looked at his record, and a lot of people aren't talking about this. In the four years that he was the head ball coach, we were 17 and 15 in the SEC a 52% winning percentage. So maybe we get another game or two next year, maybe we win with six wins, maybe seven. But, you know, I'm optimistic I'm a lot more than I was yesterday, but I still am not going to be thinking 10 wins, you know, 11 wins. It's, it's six or seven wins next year, at least. And that's what I'm going to hope for. And If we get more than that, I'll be happy
4: i think a lot of people feel that same way you do brian the six or seven win category again your your schedule is not easy you go to stillwater week two you got the aggies in week four texas is apparently coming down here it's the november 16th, 16th so like and then quinn ewers looks like he's going to be back so it ain't going to be easy but again there is optimism and reasonably slow based on what you've seen here before joe's in fort smith what's up joe
6: Hey, I was just wondering, has anybody talked to Adam Archer? Is is he good with this hire? Are we still going to get Kane? How's that looking?
4: Well, he commented he thought it was a great hire. I saw a social media post. Um, so that oh, one,
2: I, I haven't talked to him. Probably will today.
4: A little backstory: yeah. Adam is the dad, the father of Kane Archer, class of and, 2026. And Cash. And uh, Cash, number one uh, quarterback, not just in the state, but pro- potentially one of the best in the country. Looks like it, it is at that point. Um, so, based on his social media comment, he liked the hire.
9: Awesome. All right, thanks, guys.
4: Appreciate it. Again, th- what we brought up, Tommy, you presented this earlier. You're right. Drake Lindsey, class of 2024, quarterback, right next door, Fayetteville High School. Does he change his thoughts on going up to Minnesota, Minneapolis, to play
1: up there? What about? Why- I think the bigger question is: Does Arkansas change their thoughts what? on? those players i i I, th- I think i think i think that on some players is going to be the yeah. question not mm-hmm. on every player well, but on some question it's going to be does arkansas change their opinion yeah. I had a,
2: a former player uh former former razorback football player that texted it, this morning and his words were um me just get it right talk about lindsey kid is mallet made over so i mean six it, five can you know, it's just you know it, listen that's one person's opinion but I know Houston Nutt was at uh, their game against Cabot early in the year. And he went on a radio show and did an interview and, and with, with Matt Jones uh, here on halftime. And, you know, he just had glowing remarks. I, I'm just saying, kid's a great quarterback. There's a reason P.J. Fleck wants him at Minnesota. Does um, this change things, you know, moving forward? I think the dynamics have changed. But, uh, and he's a Lindsey. You know, I, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of desire for him to be a Razorback, you uh, know, if, if it goes both ways. Well, him or Walker
4: would be an interesting flip. That's not the most important quarterback dilemma that we well, have. Well, no, in front because of us they right can't now. help you now. Yeah, exactly. They're not going to start next year. They're not going to play next year. You're
2: not going to p- pin your hopes on a true freshman. It, it so be if fair we're to giving up
1: on Jacoby Criswell? No. No. I think, I, just he, don't, I think
2: him and Bobby together could be phenomenal. I just don't
4: think he's going to be your starter next year. I think. You well, swung. it sounds like you've given up on him. Man. Well, I, I'm just telling you what I think is going to happen. That's not me giving up. I'm just telling you what I don't think is going to play out. I don't think he's going to be a starting quarterback next year. There's a difference. I think they're going to swing. You just swung for the fence with your offensive coordinator hire. Why not try and sweep for the well. pits out of the transfer portal? There's already several guys in it that are capable quarterbacks. There's going to be more. If you're going to make this hire, you might as well swing for the fence again. And try and get a blue chip caliber quarterback in here at this point. And can they bring? Uh, in- I'm not
1: disagreeing with you on that. I, I just think it's interesting how we've gone from KJ to the trash heap. Time to move on with Criswell. To I don't know that Criswell's the guy. I don't. I don't and, and look, Ty, don't 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 act like I'm attacking you. I I I just think it's interesting that you're not the only one that's felt this way, um, because his hiring has made people think. Well, maybe we can do better because, you know, you got some hope to sell now. Well, you know, I'm not being critical when I say that. I, I'm just saying it's interesting to me how in a very short amount of time we've kind of evolved to the point where we well, are this morning. This whole thing, this whole conversation is a waste of time if you
2: don't go get well, yeah. five or six linemen. I mean, I don't care who the quarterback is. If there's not better protection, I know there, there was some, some fault with backs and there was some fault with KJ at times, but the bottom line is anyone that understands the base, basic – my mom understands watching the game. The offensive line isn't very good. You know what? I mean, it, it doesn't take a, You got to figure out that equation before any of this other stuff really matters. It's all tied together, that's for sure. Well, There's but, no doubt about it. But there's, if you fix quarterback
1: and don't fix offensive line, it's all just a waste of effort. Well, I, I, I think, you know, hiring, the hiring of Bobby Petrino, I don't think changes anything that Coach Pittman said last week that our number one priority is retooling the offensive line. And I don't think anybody that watched him play believes there's an area that is in greater need of an overhaul. And as you say, I mean, you don't you don't have to be a, you know. You don't have to be a savant. <laughs> no, no, you don't have to be a savant to figure it out. That's for sure.
4: River Pig is on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. What's up, River Pig?
5: Hey, morning, guys. Uh, you know, I don't know. I've heard of a player's coach, right? I, I think Houston, uh, maybe Sam's a player's coach, too. I, I, I'd say he is. And I don't know what the opposite of a player's coach is. I don't, there's probably a term for it. But whatever it is, Bobby Petrino's that. I mean, if I'd learned anything watching him about him, he's not a player's coach. He was kind of, seemed to me like he kind of ruled with an iron fist. Uh, not exactly your friend, you know, pretty hard on, on quarterbacks, especially, but in general, not, not a guy who you're going to be buddies with as a player. Well, take that and now cross that with NIL. And that's my, my biggest concern with the Petrino hire. NIL is not conducive to a non-player coach. Like he's gonna just, he just piss people off, and I don't. I think you got to kind of, I don't. I don't want to say coddle players, but you got to be relational. You got to. I think there's just way more management on that front that you got to be good at. It. And I think that's. I think Petrino's a disaster in that category. But I'll. I'll. I'll listen to the take. I'd love to hear your take on it. Um, morale, and that's morality aside, which I got. I feel like we got cheated on as a school, you know, if we're married to a coach. He cheated on us, and what the heck are we going back to that, to that spouse for? So I, <laughs> all that aside, but I, I think that's another really big problem with the I'll hang up. Thank you. Thanks.
1: You know, those are interesting points. And, you know, all of us, myself included, and I think everyone that's called this show, everyone that's spoken on this show today, the overwhelming majority of our thoughts about Bobby Petrino are based on what we watched at least 10 years ago. A lot of times past. I've I've not had a conversation with him, and I doubt others have, to, uh, have either. Um, I don't know. I'm a lot different than I was 13 years ago. You know, Ty, you'll be a lot different 13 years from now than you are today. And I don't know what you're dealing with in that regard. I do know that um, players are different now and coaching is different now and how you motivate is different now. And I will say for the 23rd time since 6.30 this morning, he is not the head coach. The tone is set by the head coach. Uh, coordinators tend to be more uh, more teachers, you know, video guys, um, guys you spend eight hours in the film room with um and and i will tell you that i as i've said before i I always felt like when petrino was here what he loved more than anything was getting in a room by himself and breaking down the other defense and he's really really good at it yeah and whoever the other
2: offensive assistants end up being i gotta believe he'll do nothing but make those coaches better
1: coaches there's I no did. doubt about it. I but did. I, but 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 back to the point he was made it's not Petrino's job to set the disciplinary no. tone at practice. Nope. That's not what an assistant coach does.
4: This podcast has been presented by Bet Online.
2: This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent